I definitely think this is something my sister and I, whether we're doing this on purpose or not, um, but anytime we do get together, uh, very specifically thanking each other for the effort of getting everybody there. Yeah. You know, of doing this whole thing. And I don't, I definitely remember saying it and I've made a point personally to say it to her and I don't know, but we've never talked about this. Is this like, you know, definitely thanking you, but it's also just trying to acknowledge that to yourself too, that you, that y'all got together. You want to do this. It takes a lot to get it done. And just being like, Hey, by the way, great effort or great game. You know, maybe, maybe it's like, you know, maybe it's like kind of like a great game kind of handshake at the end. Like we did it. We awesome. We, Hey guys, I'm Anthony Palmer, and this is Wake Dead Drink Repeat. My guest this week for the Wake Dead Drink Repeat holiday special is Lance Davidson. And no, I didn't have this cold that I have right now while I'm recording the top of the show when Lance and I talked, so don't worry. You don't have to listen to me sounding horrible the whole time. Lance is the dad to one and the GM at one of my favorite restaurants here in Knoxville, the North Shore Brasserie. We created a very unique holiday episode for you guys this year. We talked about the joys of cooking over the holidays, how those traditions get passed down, not sweating the small stuff, and embracing the little moments. It's not just all holiday talk, though. Before Lance had some fun with our rapid-fire questions, we talked about our obsession with bringing all the proper kitchen tools on vacation and why you absolutely have to do it. It was great to sit down with my buddy Lance for an in-person interview this week. As always, if you have thoughts or comments on the show, you can email me at todaysdad at wakedaddrinkrepeat.com. Please be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, follow along with us on our social platforms and YouTube, and be sure to share this episode with a fellow dad. So here it is, the Wake Dead Drink Repeat holiday special featuring Lance Davidson. Lance Davidson, man, thanks for thanks for joining me on the pod today. It's uh, it's fun to do an in person one. I haven't done an in person interview in a while, so this is good. I've never done one, so that's, <laughs> that makes it a lot easier um, for me. I guess I don't really know exactly how to do this, but it's good. It is good to do this. I know we've talked about it now for well since Wait Dad Re- Drink Repeat started. Yeah, for uh, some you've time. been recruiting me to do this, and either <laughs> I've been hesitant or just unable to make it work. But no, man, it is good. Good well, to do this. Glad to glad to finally get here. We found the we found the perfect episode, I think, to to have you on for. But um, before we go there, Lance is for for those who don't know, Lance is the uh, the GM at uh, North Shore Brasserie here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, he's a dad to one, and um, I we, we've talked about it many times. But North Shore or, or Brasserie is is uh, it, it's got to be. It's definitely. I was trying to. Th- I was thinking about this this morning on my run. How to best phrase this. It's definitely one of my favorite restaurants in Knoxville, hands down. But it's the ambiance. It's the, my favorite bar in Knoxville, <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. Right? Like it's there's nothing there's nothing that quite matches the the bar experience of yeah. being at the Brasserie. So. I try I try to describe it to people as a uh, um, the two sides of the restaurant, the dining room and the bar side. The uh, the 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 dining room kind of being the more French side, the Parisian side, or the, so the white tablecloths. It's a little more. We're going to go in there and do the this exact thing. That we're supposed to do, and we're going to do it in progression. We're going to start with a, an, an hors d'oeuvre and eventually get to desserts and coffee. Whereas the the bar side is more the Belgian side, if you will, a little more fun, a little yeah. more, a little more just just kind of come as you are, a um, little more part of the uh, of the actual neighborhood, which is in the end what a brasserie is supposed to be. It's supposed to be of a brewery, which would be in a small town um, with just simple food and meant for everybody to just gather up. And that's and that's hopefully our 
idea that we've always tried to carry through. That was um, Stephanie and Brian's initial uh, vision for the place. And, uh, and I think it's, that's what's always gravitated people, I think into it and is, and has always been made it a nice place to work and, uh, an enjoyable part of the neighborhood, I guess is the best way to do it. No, it absolutely is. And it, it ties in well, I think with what the, uh, what we're going for with our theme of this year's holiday episode of wake dad, drink, repeat. So that's, that's what we've got rocking today because it's, <laughs> there's so much rooted in, in holidays, around food tradition, the experiences, whatever. Yeah. And that's a huge thing. I think of, um, when I think of restaurants, particularly like the brasserie where the, you, you want that, that family feel that comfort, the know that, you know, you kind of know everybody around, you can cut up a little bit, but like it, you know what you're going to get out of it. Right. There's yeah. certain staples, there's certain things that, <laughs> yeah. that are so, always yeah. there. Definitely some known <laughs> quantities that, that, you know, you can go to. And then, and then based on that, if, if you're willing to go with us and we're like, no, you really do need to try this special or you need to, you need to get out of your comfort zone and go for the, uh, the duck confit and, and, and jump with it. Yes. Yeah. We've done this other one a thousand times <laughs> I'm telling you it's going to be right. You can trust me and, or, or you can just let me do it and I'll just bring something out to you. I won't even tell you what it is. Well, we've <laughs> occasionally done, done that where somebody will be between, well, should I get the steak or should I get the uh, short rib? And we'll just we'll just tell them, all right, cool. And just walk away from the table and, uh, and bring whichever one that we personally <laughs> would rather have at that moment. So that it's sometimes a little daring and you gotta, you gotta have people to follow you with it and know that, that we do indeed actually have your best interests at heart and we do want it to be fun. And just sometimes you just need somebody to give you a little push. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and, it, and it has worked out. It's fun to do stuff like that too. <laughs> well, we, um, like you said, we've, I've, we've, you and I have known each other for, for many years now. We've, we've talked a lot about having you on the show and, um, I've wanted to have you on and I'm glad that we we finally were able to make it happen with, with this episode. And one thing that we talk about a lot at the restaurant when, when Michelle and I are there hanging out or when I'm lucky enough to be able to be there by myself <laughs> <laughs> having a meal, <laughs> I'll never tell any that you're there by yourself <laughs> is, um, is, is food. We both love to cook and, yeah. and, uh, we, I know we both, you know, sharing that with our, with our kids from time to time too. And especially the family piece, we were just talking recently about your all's, uh, like family trip you did to Chattanooga. And we were, we were mm -hmm. talking specifically about cooking around things like that and, yeah. and whatnot. So, um, my first question to you going down this rabbit hole is how, did you grow up in a family where your parents cooked and you cooked with them or was that always kind of a thing? How did your passion for, for kind of being a home? A home uh, so, cook? so basically the, 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 most of the way that, uh, or my formative years, I guess from 86 until 96, um, uh, there were, uh, six of us in the household. So, uh, my dad, my stepmother, uh, my older sister, my slightly younger stepbrother, and then eventually our half brother who was, Set, you know, born in 87 and behind us. Um, Lauren, my stepmother was incredibly great cook and, and managed the entire household and ran it as a, as a complete business and got that thing done while my dad was out every day, you know, doing, doing the professional side or the actual business side. So, um, definitely, uh, L Lauren made all kinds of great things and, you know, from chilies and, and, uh, lasagnas to, uh, oh, Swiss steak, uh, but then fajitas and, uh, tacos, you know, we had our, we had our different things that just throughout the, the week, 
you know, we would go to or the different, uh, different ones that she really liked. Uh, but no, I actually never really, really cooked with her. And then, um, in 96, uh, they, they split up. And, uh, at the same time, my sister was going to college at that time. Um, my stepbrother and my half brother for the most time were with, or obviously my stepbrother was gone, but then my half brother was mostly with my, my former stepmother at the time. Uh, so all of a sudden we went from a house of six that was ran perfectly to my dad and me, a 16 year old guy and kid and, uh, in a, in a, in a man that is, you know, trying to run his, run his business and, uh, you know, has to fly around the country and can't be there at all the times. Um, but we quickly figured out, you know, how to make it work. And, uh, you know, and to get to school on time, get to bed when you're supposed to get some clean underwear every now and then. <laughs> but also with that, you know, the, after going to McDonald's and Burger King and the local, local, uh, Mexican restaurant every night. And then realizing, man, maybe I want something more. That's when I was like, well, maybe I can just go into this Kroger place and <laughs> see if we can find some hamburger meat. And, and that's where just the genesis of it kind of started. Um, and it just, you know, it cooked different things and nothing really great or really well, didn't really have any real techniques. This is before the food network. So you couldn't just turn on the TV and figure learn it out some stuff or the internet was in its nascent, nascent, uh, uh, time also. So you couldn't jump on and have Ina Garten or Bobby Flay, like teach you how to do this stuff like that. It just didn't exist. Uh, but then what, once I got to college, um, um, I did in my fraternity, uh, we had a gentleman by the name of Hannah Garib, uh, chef Hannah from, uh, Lebanon, uh, that was uh, classically trained at uh, CIA in New York, uh, culinary Institute of America. And I either lucked in or by default or because nobody else wanted to do it, I became the kitchen manager, uh, <laughs> which is, which is basically the guy that makes sure that the place gets cleaned up and stays locked. So people don't raid it at night. Um, <laughs> So that that was my main deal, but in the uh, the trade off of that, uh, Hannah actually taught me a whole lot about cooking, uh, starting from how to use a knife, um, how how to put uh, different flavors together, um, how to use the grill properly, and then you know how to roast things. And like you know, over the course of the two or three years, I guess I did it with them. I really learned a whole lot of stuff, sure. uh, and didn't quite notice how much I was learning until I got out of school and really had the desire to do it. And at different times, like at different little family events, like I would help with something or I would do something or I knew that I could, I could get this together really well and seeing my aunts and my uncles and my dad and my grandmother, everybody kind of noticed that, Hey, you, that, you, you did a really good job with that. Like, and getting that kind of positive feedback and really quick, you're just like, man, maybe I have a little knack for this. So just over time, uh, that became more things I would do. So, you know, tailgating, uh, family get togethers, uh, holidays, of course, uh, friends just getting together, uh, being able to impress, uh, anybody with the fact that you can go get ingredients at a grocery store and then put them together. And, and all of a sudden you actually have a meal. Make it, into something. it was, yeah. it was kind of in your mid twenties. It was a, it was kind of a magic trick that you, that anybody <laughs> could do that. Uh, but then just kept taking that and, you know, started buying different equipment. The food network was coming out. Um, Ina garden, I've already mentioned her name, but I, I assure you that her cookbook, uh, back to basics, yeah. uh, barefoot Contessa is a hundred percent. One of my favorite ones still reference it to this day. Uh, would tell people to get that book in particular, yeah. um, as far as just the 
pragmatics of cooking at home and cooking for people, little things and why you do them. Don't be too fussy about some things, but actually be a little more fussy about other things. Uh, be fussy about your ingredients. Uh, get good equipment. Acquire good stuff over time. Don't just, you know, don't just have the old cutting board that is gross and needs to be gone or isn't big enough. You know, get the bigger one. Get get the wood one. You know, ask for that stuff for Christmas and buy it. Yeah. And and, the, and I learned a lot from her and watching her, and then of course Alton Brown and uh, uh, Bobby Flay. Jada De Laurentiis, uh, you know, all those, all those people throughout the, uh, the, uh, early two thousands and, up uh, you know, through the teens, just watching that whole network grow was really cool and really interesting and brought a lot of different ideas of what you can do. So if people ask me what type of food do you cook? I'm like, I, I cook a lot of different ones <laughs> and, and I love that, but definitely, uh, favorites, uh, anything to do with the grill, uh, but then uh, Spanish paella, anything uh, Mexican uh, from tacos to enchiladas, any of those, making those sauces is so much fun. Uh, but then a great bolognese or, yeah, a, or an eggplant uh, bolognese, lasagna, you know, something that, that you can share with people. So, you know, and that, as I try to kept telling or kept telling somebody like, what do I cook? I definitely did notice that over the years that everything that I really enjoyed cooking was something that was shared. See, and I think, and, and that's and those. It, 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 I, maybe I'm going to say your point, but I think the reason that that is is it's because this is work that you're doing that is work. It does take a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, preparation, actual time, some sweat, and a little, and a lot of energy to get it ready for the for the event. But then, man, you do get the payoff of seeing everybody enjoy this. Yeah. And it, and it is fun. It is gratifying. And it is something that, yes, I will do on our vacations. I will do on at tailgates. Because why not? Like, because yeah, I enjoy. Why else? Yeah, it's enjoyable. You enjoy doing it. And I think that's the whole, like, I was, this time of year especially, you know, we do a lot of, like, stews and soups and sauce. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, as everyone does, or as a lot of people do. But, um, you know, I, I. I laugh because I feel like I end up eating my own food more this time of year because it, that's the kind of stuff that's easier to make batches of and Michelle's yeah. at work. Like, cause I, I don't, I love to cook. I don't always really enjoy cooking at eight 30 at night. Once the kids are asleep just for myself, because it just feels like a lot yeah. of effort for just me. Yeah. Um, and like when, when it's been a couple days and I haven't gotten to cook for not just like the kids version of cooking, like when I haven't gotten to like do our meal, get, yeah, get something good. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm Jones in to do it, man. Yeah. Like I, it's, it becomes a part of like your routine and, and kind of who you are and what mm-hmm. makes you up and like the whole sourcing ingredients and getting to use all this super fun stuff that yeah. we've bought over the years. Yeah. And like, but if it's <laughs> any good hobby, you should think about it at, um, in your subconscious. Yeah. It should, it should kind of grind away back there in the back. And I think what you're kind of what you're saying is that you're, you are thinking about this stuff oh, yeah. at all times. And at some point, the back of your mind is like, Hey man, that thing that we've been thinking about, we should do that. We got to get that thing done. <laughs> you know, it's ready. You know, we got to get that out. You know, we've, we've been by, you know, and we could talk about grocery store logistics, but I do not, <laughs> I do not shop at one particular grocery no, store. No, absolutely not. I shop at all of the grocery yep. stores and they all have, they all have a very good reason to be there. Uh, I will go around to all of them. Uh, I'm sure the marketing department, I am the, uh, of Kroger. I'm the most frustrating person of Publix and all of them and Trader Joe's 
because I go to all their places, but I do not get all their things. Right. And, 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 I, and I'll go to, uh, but it's not that I'm not dedicated to each one, but I am for specific reasons or specific things. And then of course, love like our little Butler and Bailey yep. that's in our neighborhood and, and just the meat department there, the, the just having wonderful people that are always super nice to you and take care of everything that you need and make you feel like you're appreciated part oh, of, yeah, of the community. What a cool place to go to. So I have to go there too. Well, it, and those are the things that I think like, you know, we buy our, we buy our beef tenderloin for that. I, I make oh, for Christmas dinner. Absolutely. Every year from B and B right and here in the next couple of weeks, you will see that meat department just blow just up going crazy, making every one of those. You can just watch them back there. Just, just slicing away, yeah. cutting those tenderloins. And you get the nice trim tenderloin, and then they give you the grind right. for the trimmings. And it's, that's shepherd's man. pie at the start of January yes. every year, man. Yes, I mean, sir. it is. Yes. It's, but that's one of those things that, like, I look forward to taking. I remember the first year I took Anderson, you know, my oldest, to go with me to go pick that out. And she was like, what the hell is this thing, Dad? Which, obviously, <laughs> that's not what she said, but more or less what she said. And I'm like... You know, that's funny. Like, this is now becoming a, mm-hmm. like, it's in her head of, like, oh, we do this. Because a beef tenderloin is a very intimidating-looking piece of meat. Yeah, and it's, and it's expensive, too. <laughs> it expensive. You, don't, you really don't want to mess it up. No, but it's but it's one of those things that, like, I love knowing that we go and buy that a couple days before Christmas every mm-hmm. year. That I start prepping it. That it sits in my fridge, uncovered, covered in rosemary and a garlic paste that I make, and like that I cook that off on Christmas Day. Yeah. Like I love feeding my family that meal. Oh yeah, every year, absolutely. You know, and it's like to the yeah. point of that we don't buy beef tenderloin ever, other yeah. than yeah, yeah, <laughs> the week it, of it, Christmas. It, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think you know our pre- previous conversations i think we've talked like a lot about turkey and stuff yeah. because you know we're closer to thanksgiving right now as we're recording this but sure. uh, but holidays in general i mean do you really want to do turkey again for christmas no you probably want to do that and man the the beef tenderloin as your christmas eve or your christmas day meal man that is hard to beat prime rib also yeah. is a, is a big personal favorite as well uh, but you got to have a lot of people around to, yep. to mow down one of those things, or you got to be ready to eat sandwiches all day the next day. <laughs> Either way, it's it's a lot of work. But uh, it just just to jump back real quick, even no, talking no, about go. the beef tenderloin. Um, uh, over the years, uh, or a few years ago, just by circumstance, where my my brother, uh, my half brother, uh, and his family were down in Augusta. My former stepmother was actually able to be there, and that was actually the meal that I cooked. That she got to eat. So the, the this lady that cooked, I don't know how many meals for sure. me, I got to cook this and and you know see the joy on her face that she was like, that's just amazing. I'm so glad you could do that. And the compliment for her, all the compliments of, of my dear wife and sister and everybody else has always been great. But that was one that I, that I thought was very poignant because this is something that that I think I just took from her that I that I saw her doing in a way that you can really give something to your family. And it was a cool thing to give to her. Well, I, I think that's awesome. And I think that that's yeah, kind of where I was going, I guess, with my initial question to you mm-hmm. is, you know, I grew up, both my parents are, are very good cooks. Um, grew up with my mom cooking more frequently than my dad. My dad would definitely do like the grill on the weekends yeah, and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. The man you know, stuff. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, we, but we grew up, you know, in this very Italian household. And there's always, we were laughing before we started recording about like, 
Oh, is there everybody always being worried if there's going to be enough food? Like <laughs> we had more than enough food to feed each other three times over. Yeah. And there was always concern about whether or not there would be enough food, right? Always enough food. Always enough. We food. have never starved on any trip <laughs> that we've ever been on. Never. Nobody starved. Never. And, um, and there, and there's also very little waste in the same breath though. So it's kind of weird how we do that. But, yeah. um, but you know, I, so much of that identity I think around the holidays for me is centered around those, those meals and then leading up to those meals. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I, I do want to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving, even though this episode is going to come out right after that. Sure. But like, you know, my, my mom makes my grandmother's rolls, mm. her mom, um, rolls mm-hmm. every year. And she pretty much only makes them at Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. like, I, I would kill someone for, I would go to jail for the rest of my life for those roles. Right. <laughs> you know, she makes, she makes this apple bread every year at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and it's those like, there are those things that I remember doing with my mom growing up. Mm-hmm. And now I bring my kids over to her, to my parents' house and wow. we peel apples with my mom and we, you know, roll the adult rope, excuse me, roll out the rolls mm-hmm. after she gets them ready. Um, there's, there's certain things like that, that is just such a cool, memory and experience to have yeah. and mm-hmm. then the thought of like those recipes and those traditions being passed down and like mm-hmm. you know kind of coming full circle like you were just saying like maybe one day being at my kid's house for yeah the holidays and them making those or asking me to come help them with figuring it out like i have done with my parents a thousand times yeah. like hey how do i make this again you know yeah. like I, and i think i think to your point those are uh we're talking about kind of transitional uh times and and how oh you can mark time based on, uh, based on the meals, uh, yeah. the house that you were in at that time that, you know, it's almost kind of like your family's like figurative version of, uh, of the growing, uh, uh, marks on the side of the, on the, on a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Or a door or a, frame, yeah. yeah. In a door frame. Yeah. That, you know, cause I can remember, oh man, I can remember my grandparents house out, uh, uh, next the parsonage next to, uh, the church that my grandfather, uh, uh, preached at when I was a small kid, but also being at their house and then, uh, different houses that my aunts and uncles and my dad, uh, that we lived in and we would do different holidays in. And, you know, the looking back on those, those memories or on those pictures, like everybody aging in a different way. And, you know, and then, you know, you, as, as we're getting into our late thirties and forties, like we're definitely seeing the end of our grandparents' generation. Right. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately my, uh, uh, my grandmother passed away, uh, this, uh, this past year and, uh, this will be our first holidays without her. Ugh. And she's the last grandmother, at least on, in, in my family, um, that, 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 it, that we've had around, uh, this is, so this is a, this is a big transition or big mark of time that's about to happen with ours. And so, Yes, yeah, so there are very specific roles, like things that my dad make, different uh, pies that my aunt makes, or uh, having Rotel dip at my aunt Brenda <laughs> Kay's house before Thanksgiving because you know dinner's not quite till like two o'clock, and you know we're starving because we didn't really eat breakfast because you wanted to have you right. Know? <laughs> so there's very specific things that I think that you definitely remember, but I but I think what they really why they're there and just like how you can remember things by smell. Oh yeah. I, I think we, we remember those events and the, the food and the taste and the smell that you have. That is something that in the back of our, our little monkey minds is like, there's so much emotion attached to it. Oh, and it, and it holds onto it in such a cool way. And that, 
that is definitely one of the parts about food and cooking food and and sharing that with your your parents, your siblings, your spouse, uh, your in laws, your kids. Um, man, those are those are the things when you really get down and you really think about it. That's why. That's why I love doing it. So well, I really enjoy about it. So run down that road a little bit for a second. So with with your son, uh, given he's mm-hmm. he's eight now, eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. How much do you guys get to do together? How much do you involve him in any of this? Not, not even just holidays, but just in the kitchen in general. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I'm cooking, I try to get him to at least play on his iPad in front of me. Uh, <laughs> you know, but then you know, to probably to his credit too, I'd probably have uh, have a little. Uh, earpiece in on one ear, listen to some podcast, right. some silly, you know, some silly podcast. Um, so, but yeah, we, we do definitely kind of get, do some things. I'll get them to come over and help me, uh, you know, just moving some stuff around or, or I will, I'm like, no, you're going to go to the grocery store with me or go to the grocery stores uh, more yeah. specifically. And, you know, but he does look, but he knows those places too. Like he knows where the small buggies are at Butler and Bailey. And he, you know, he, know, he can point out a whole foods from, you know, anywhere in the country. Um, but yeah, we, that, those are things that we've done, but then I, I did, uh, very specifically about, uh, maybe it's even been a year now, um, or so, but, we we braised some beef and we made some sliders for the staff back at the brasserie. Um, so, you know, something that's pretty easy to do that we kind of, you know, and not, not too technical or anything, but we just kind of, and you can't really mess it up because it's braised beef and you're going to shred it and put it on Hawaiian rolls. Yeah. It can't be bad. But, you know, there's some cool pictures I have and a cool video of, of him, like, very meticulously putting the little sauce that we had, like, on the bread and then putting putting the bread back and then, and then putting the meat on and like, and then like him having that kind of visceral experience, like setting it out for everybody and everybody running up there and grabbing them all and just gone. And they, yeah. he, and he got to, I think he got to kind of feel that and see that. So I kind of saw that light in his eye. So I think it's definitely something that going forward, maybe that'll be the nascent little, little spot, little egg that, <laughs> that will, that will do more of that. Together. That's fun. Yeah. Well, and again, it's not just cooking for like, you know, my, my kids, I bought this a couple of years ago for Anderson for Christmas. I bought her, you may have seen it before. Openell actually makes like a kid's chef's knife. Oh, cool. It's awesome. It's got yeah. a, it's got a blunted yeah. tip to it. And they send this little like finger guard so they can act. I mean, like she could actually like get an onion held the proper way yeah. and slice and you're just slicing yeah. against the guard. Yes. Um, so it's super, it's a great way to get them learning and involved yes. with it. And mm-hmm. like being, Ollie, be careful. Yes. <laughs> um, but my little three-year-old dude now, like I'll let him slice up, you know, cut a strawberry in half with that or slice an apple with that. Cool. And they love mm-hmm. doing that and being involved with it. And it's fun to do for yourself. But then I think around like the holiday times, like for our family, for Thanksgiving, my parents always do the birds. Um, and I've really, for the most part, taken over all the sides now, Yeah, which I love because gotcha. you get to put your hands. That's, in a, that's a good things. transition right there. Like, yeah. I think I took over the, the, uh, mashed potatoes maybe a couple of years ago now. Yeah. Or, uh, Brussels sprouts. Yep. Uh, we introduced Brussels sprouts into our family I maybe a decade ago. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. And it coincidentally, and, uh, it became one of my, my grandmother's favorite things. And, uh, uh, specific, I'll kind of make kind of a salad out of it with dried cranberries and, uh, apples and, uh, oh, nice. and, uh, sherry vinegar. And it was, you know, served just, just room temperature. So, 
So it had the the two things going on that it was it was a little different. It was great flavor and everything, and it was a vegetable. Uh, but also, it didn't need to use the oven. Right, when everything else was <laughs> needed to be on the stove or on the oven. Right. So, uh, so the pragmatics of it, uh, the logistics side of it, I think my grandmother was very happy with that because it, it just she's like it's it's ready. It's just I done. just brought it. There was no need no need to mess with. Well, it. and that's that's one of the things I love about the sides is uh, you know I I start cooking sides off pretty much the Monday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Cause a lot of it you can prep out yeah. so early, you know, our cranberry sauce, our mashed yeah. potatoes, I usually make on like Tuesday or Wednesday and we just bring them up in a crock pot, you yeah, know, throughout the, throughout the morning. But, um, the Brussels sprouts specifically has become a fun one for me. Yeah. My daughter hates it a little bit, but like <laughs> I literally cut them in half and then we cut a triangle and cut the core out. And we oh, peel wow. leaf over leaf oh, wow. out, but it makes this awesome Brussels sprout dish where you take all those leaves, yeah. you toss them in walnut oil and a hot skillet for yeah. just like a minute. And yeah. then it's like some lemon zest, some crushed yep. walnuts. Yep. And it's, it's a beautiful, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's, we'll but we'll have to trade each other's recipe on that. We that will, good. Yeah. <laughs> but sitting at that table over there in our living room with the kids peeling Brussels sprouts, like three days before Thanksgiving is quite a fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they, they might not look back on that the same way that you, Oh no, you they think. definitely, they're like, no, nah, you made us do that all the time. <laughs> Why do we smell like cabbage all the time? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I think, uh, this might be something we'll get into also. So the fussiness of some things, uh, I, I guess Ida Garten kind of explained that to me too over the years, but you know, the Brussels sprouts, when I, when I cut them in half and everything and I'm roasting them, they have to be roasted with the cut side down. Uh, in the end, is that really going to make the biggest difference? No, but I know it. I know it will. Yeah. I know, I know it's going to, it's going to use the steam at the right time that we need the steam. But then when we get them out and you shake them so that they don't oversteam, become yep. mushy, you know, cause there's a reason that we never grew up eating Brussels sprouts because those things were <laughs> boiled to death and just <laughs> terrible. But now we're, you know, that, that thing's had a giant resurgence. Yeah. It, 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 it's, you see Brussels sprouts everywhere. Well, and just out of the, you were talking grocery store hopping, my favorite, just during the holidays, I love buying my Brussels sprouts at Trader Joe's because you mm-hmm. get them on the stock. Yeah. And on like, the stock. it's yeah, so stupid. It's way more work having to rip them off yeah. of it, but I just love doing it. It's fun. <laughs> it's a fun. Yeah. Why, why not? Why not do that? And again, your kids are like, what is that? It's like, that's how vegetables. Yeah. Grow. These things grow. They don't. You just come to the grocery store in a basket already. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah. They, yeah they, they're not in a plastic bag <laughs> out of the dirt. You got to do a little bit of work for it. Yeah. So, what's a favorite? And you can you can answer Thanksgiving or Christmas, but like, okay. what's a what's a? And you can you can even give me a top three like favorite holiday dishes that you either cook or have cooked for you every year. Oof. Okay. Um, Okay. Well, Thanksgiving is all about the starches. Um, the starches are used to jump back into the, you know, the cranberry sauce and the ham and the, uh, <laughs> and the turkey. Um, so, uh, that would be my dad's cheese grits. Uh, Ooh, grand- cheese grits yeah. at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's necessary. Uh, the, uh, cousins would, uh, would be very upset with uncle Jim <laughs> if he did not bring the, uh, and my sister might, might just, that might be it. Might not talk to him again, but uh, no, the, uh, cheese grits, uh, the mashed potatoes and the rolls, yeah. um, are all going to, oh, well, of course the stuffing. Wow. So I guess there's four. So you're going to, yeah, you're gonna is there, to, this you, has got to be expandable. You got to be able to, it's a very fluid list. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So maybe, maybe I, I'm not even going to put a rating on those. All those need to be there to go with the, with the rest of the stuff that's on there. And, and I, I'm coming up short as to what we even 
we even have otherwise Thanksgiving, but definitely mixing those together. I'm definitely a, I don't eat my particular things in order. Um, and they can't be touching, uh, definitely just move them all together, which <laughs> some people listening to this will think back to me being at eight years old and being like, yeah, you're the pickiest kid in the world. You know, no cheese on a hamburger, you know, no, you know, just weird, weird picky stuff. And at some point I developed a different palate. And so there's hope for my daughter. There's, there's possibly hope for my son too, who, <laughs> who sustains himself on tortillas and, uh, and uh, dinosaur chickens. <laughs> um, so, yes, hopefully at some point that'll change. And, and I've seen some things that have changed with that, I guess. But yeah, those are, you got to have the, the starches are the big thing with Thanksgiving. And then um, I guess as you get closer to Christmas and New Year's, to me, it, it's always more about the beef at yeah. that point. Um, you know, a big prime rib, the tenderloin. Or, you know, if you don't have the whole crew around, steaks are always perfect. And then, you know, then you kind of feel like a uh, good fellas, you know, steak and lobsters always goes great. You right. Know? <laughs> you know, so if you can get some seafood in, if you can get some king crab or get some mussels, uh, some, sh- you know, good cocktail shrimp. shrimp cocktail, man. Man. cocktail shrimp just hanging out while you're watching some football games. Yep. And, you know, you can, because you can already smell the oven. If you got the prime rib in there, you can already smell it. It's still two hours away from eating it. You know, you haven't even made the twice baked potatoes yet, but having some shrimp around, that's really fun. We're big king, uh, or excuse me, stone crab yeah. Uh, yeah. Friend, fans on yes. Christmas Eve. We always do stone crab and shrimp Beautiful cocktail. Thing. And like, yes, that's a, that's a fun one. Sitting out on your front porch with a hammer, smacking open some stone crab. Is, uh, <laughs> it's a great... If it's one of those days that we can have in December where it's like 50, 55, the sun's out, you can actually be outside yeah. in Tennessee. And, but then, you know, it starts getting dark. Yeah. It's time to go back in. Yeah. If it's not, Real it's quick. not freezing cold. So maybe you can be outside. Uh, that happens at, at my in-laws uh, place in uh, upstate South Carolina. We've definitely been outside during the day and the kids can run around for a minute and everything before we have to retreat back into the, oh, into yeah. the house, uh, into the den. Uh, but yeah, that the beef starches on Thanksgiving, the meats and, and then into seafood on the, uh, on New Year's and uh, Christmas. We've never done it. I've always wanted to do the Feast of the Seven Fishes just with the Italian heritage and everything. Yeah. I think that would be a fun, a really fun Christmas. But th- again, there's a lot of pregame that that's goes into lot, that. Yeah, like That's a lot of prepping. You got to be... You got to be on it and you got to be with people who appreciate seafood. Not all everyone in our family yeah. does. So it's, and that, uh, that's definitely something too. you know, not everybody gets into that. And I totally, totally understand. Sure. You know, but, but then sometimes it's just like, man, King crab is decadent. Yeah. And, and sometimes we got to be a little decadent. We yeah. got to be indulgent. And Pinky gotta, out, man. Yeah. You just, <laughs> just got to do something and it can't always be prime rib or, right. or whatever. It can't, can't always be those things. So getting the jumbo, I mean the jumbo shrimp. Oh yeah. And you know, not even messing with it. Just go ahead and get the good ones, man. Um, cause you got to, you will remember these things. Absolutely. You, you won't remember that you, you paid a little less for the, the 30, 3140 shrimp, but man, you might remember that giant colossal 10 per pound shrimp, right? Like that, that stuff's good. I'm with you. Yeah. So probably as important as that list, how about holiday drinks? What's the, what's the go-to for you, for your family? You guys batch cocktail it up. Do you no, wine? So, I mean, yeah, I, it's more wine for sure. Um, my brother-in-law, you know, brother-in-laws and, and 
brother, like we're going to drink more beer probably. Um, but it's not as uh, centered around drinking, um, yeah. as, uh, as some, some families would, you know, no, it's just, it's just not as big a deal. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah. So like the, uh, cocktails, you know, no, not really, but like when, when dinner's over and everything and it's time to clean up, like, yeah, it's t- let's, let's have some wine. Let's have, a, let's have a beer or two. Um, and then, you know, yeah, we'll definitely indulge into that. And then, you know, if it's just me and, uh, Angie at home with Giffen, which we've had to do over the last couple of years, I'll never forget last Thanksgiving, um, uh, because, you know, just the rampantness of COVID at the time, it wasn't a very, wasn't really conducive to getting everybody together. Yeah. So it was just the, just the three of us at our house and it was a beautiful, beautiful afternoon. So we were hanging outside and I remember the, the nice bottle of the Veuve Clicquot champagne, that's been sitting there forever because you you can't decide what is a good time it. to use it. <laughs> I was like, this is a good time to use it. And honey, where are those champagne flutes that your grandmother purchased us? The crystal ones, <laughs> the far wedding, right? Let's get those out. Yeah. So we were out in the middle of the uh, middle of the of the yard, drinking out of champ- <laughs> nice champagne flutes, really nice champagne, and and just enjoying that. And uh, and. It wasn't so much for just the drinking of it, but man, just, just to be a little indulgent and just, and yeah, it's time to use that good thing. And yeah. w- when are we going to use the crystal, the, the crystal flutes? I, not on a normal, just Saturday. So why not today? Yeah. And, and, and I, I think her and I will have that as a good memory uh, together for, oh, for years and years. To come. Absolutely. And that's what I think the whole, like, you know, we we fall into the same boat. I mean, we definitely moved through some bottles of red, some prosecco, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a beer or two here. But most of us have kind of steered away from the the beer route these days. It feels like, but um, mm-hmm. but that whole, you know, playing bocce out on my my parents' bocce court with a glass of prosecco and doing yeah. whatever. Like it's just it's all the it's all just about again the you know the experience of it. But I those those are those traditions. Those are those things that always bring you home centered mm-hmm. whatever. And I, I, um, I look forward to watching, you know, that for our kids is, Oh as yeah, absolutely. Too, just that. Absolutely. Whole. And there's, there's no way around it that you can't help, but see your kids and think of yourself and you know, the, in, but at this point, knowing all the work that your folks had to do <laughs> to get you, dressed and in the actual car and over to grandma's house and you get there and you know grandma just wants a hug but she also needs you to get out of the kitchen because there's you know there's only so much room and there's so much going on <laughs> and you know and then you're just you know yes go out into the into the field and just and just play and man how many how cool that was to do it uh, you know we were at a friendsgiving yesterday and just you know i'm in the kitchen with my wife's there and the, the host is there like we're all doing that. And I keep looking outside and just seeing the kids just making laps around the house, <laughs> just laughing and having the best time in the world, just totally oblivious. And that, that all the, the work that's going in. Yeah. And it's, don't get me wrong. The, the work is, the work is part of the process and part of the fun as yeah, well. Absolutely. But it's just how cool it is to, to not have to do some of that. And I, I know in our previous conversations, I think we've, we've touched on the logistics and like how comical the whole thing is and just yeah. how much fun, funny things and things that should be lampooned and that were literally lampooned by, <laughs> by one of everybody's favorite Christmas movies, uh, national lampoons, Christmas vacation, which really, if you really look at it, it's just set piece of set piece of set piece of just silly things going to get a tree. Let's get everybody to the house and go sledding. 
um, going to Walmart <laughs> with your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, your, uh, your in-laws needing to, needing to hurry up to get to lunch so that he can take his pills, you know, just, <laughs> it's literally, it, you go through the entire thing. It is just set piece after set piece of just of the silly minutia and logistics of trying to get through the actual holiday Yeah, and you know, how you have, you know, the naps in the afternoon, the, <laughs> the frustrations about just different stuff. And of course, eventually the complete come apart. Right. That Clark that always, always happens. has, uh, and desperately needs his title and all after that. <laughs> but just, that's why that movie is so timeless and so funny. And it was just, it just pointed all that stuff out so perfectly. And, you know, even get, gets into the nostalgia of it, of his own childhood. And, uh, you, you can really, you know, nobody's going to write poetically about that movie, but if you really do think about it, man, there's some great poetry. No, in that movie. no, there's some great stuff. In and there. it, and it's, it's all the same, what we've been talking about since the get go of like, just not taking everything, understanding the things that need to be serious and the things that yeah don't, and just the fun that is. Yeah. I mean, if the turkey comes out bad, it's okay. It comes out bad. It's yeah, just, like it just is what it, it is. Came out like, bad. That one. It's just not. You can't do anything about it yeah. at this point. So you're just going to just mow through it and chop through it, and uh, you know, and yeah, drink a lot of water while you go. Exactly. After it. I mean, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, and that's and that's going to happen too. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have the prime rib not come out the medium rare that you wanted, and it's going to be frustrating. And I'm going to remember that, or you know, those those everybody couldn't get there, or you know, whatever, whatever just didn't quite work out. Those yeah. things happen. And the, and that's part of it, you know, but the, uh, I definitely think this is something my sister and I, whether we're doing this on purpose or not. Um, but anytime we do get together, uh, very specifically thanking each other for the effort of getting everybody there, Yeah, you know, of doing this whole thing. And I don't, I definitely remember saying it and I've made a point personally to say it to her and I don't know, it, but we've never talked about this. Is this like, you know, definitely thanking you, but it's also just trying to acknowledge that to yourself too, that you, that y'all got together. You want to do this. It takes a lot to get it's it an done. Effort. And just being like, Hey, by the way, great effort yeah. or a great game. You know, maybe, right. maybe it's like, you know, maybe it's like kind of like a great game kind of handshake at the end. Like we did it. We awesome. We do a family dinner for the most part, um, most Sundays. So my mom and dad, me, Michelle, the kids. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, my sister and her husband. And it's one of those things that, like, I mean, and this is kind of where you're going. And you get this, like, I'm always happy to cook, mm -hmm. and I'm always really happy to host because I don't have to load my kids up. <laughs> they can, yeah be pretty self-sufficient here on their yeah. own. They, There's my, stuff's here. My parents' house <laughs> is great for that too, but it's like, it's just different. And yeah. we feel very on when we're over there at yeah. times. And you know, it, there's a lot of times that a Sunday night before the school week starts, the kids are meltosauruses and mm -hmm. it's just chaos, but it's nice to sit down as a family, eat a quick meal. And then everybody just like bail. Right. Yeah. It's like, Oh, their house is melting down. I got to get the hell out of Dodge. Right. Yeah. But yeah. It ends most Sunday nights with a text on our family group thread of everybody being like, hey, food was good. Thanks. It, it, whether it's me that cooked, my mom that cooked, my dad that yeah. cooked, whoever. It's it's thanks for having us. You know, yeah. love you all. Have a good week. And like there is – it didn't start with having these family dinners with any intentionality of that's what yeah. it was going to be. But like that's such a cornerstone of our, of our week a lot, yeah. you know. And it's, again, like – 
it's nothing fancy. It's nothing. Yeah. But it's something cool that you guys get, and y'all y'all have the private the the private or, or just the uh, the joy of having people a little closer, right? Um, so all we're all pretty spread out. Uh, yeah. We're all in the southeast in some way or the other, but. You know, it it's a it's a really get in the car. Yeah, like we're going overnight. Like we have, you know, we've got to get we got to battle through traffic in Chattanooga or Nashville or whatever, or getting through Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, they've been working on that road. God, for God bless longer you. than yeah, man. roads have existed. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable how long that thing's going. Yeah, but yes, I mean, there's like getting everybody together is a real effort and really takes some planning and. And, you know, as much as we, we do, we will eventually laugh that we're like, man, we have planned out every meal, all the stuff, <laughs> but man, think about it. Like you can't just show up in Chattanooga at a, at a, at a cabin on the river with no plan. Right. Like we got to We got to, we got to have this stuff together. Cause what, 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 what else are we going to do? We're going to start calling pizza hut and trying to get some pizza down there. You <laughs> say so you do have to have that stuff ready to go. You do have to have you know, a plan so that you do kind of disperse it out. Who's bringing what? Absolutely. Who's going to, who's going to take the lead on cooking that meal? You know, who's going to be able to just kind of go by the wayside and not have to worry about it so much, you know, cause they, cause they did the breakfast, <clears throat> you know, making sure we get dietary restrictions done, making sure we got the stuff that kids are going to eat, you know, all those little things that you, you need to, you, you do need to plan it out yeah. and you got to, you got to get your, you know, your yellow legal pad out and be like, okay, <laughs> like, let's chart this thing out. Like, you know, <clears throat> and then the giant container, you know, cause Airbnb is now a big thing and, the, and we do a lot of that. So I have a whole giant container uh, of stuff. Rubbermaid of, tote ready yeah, to go. Yeah. That gets loaded up with the different kitchen stuff. Because I can't show up to some some place and not have a pan that's going to work, or your knife, or no cutting board, or my knife. See, thank you, thank you. I swear, my wife looks at me like I'm crazy sometimes hey, over this. There, my wife, of course, does, but probably has nothing to do with the kitchen equipment. Just <laughs> normal. I need a look that I am crazy. Fair enough, honey. But I've also I've I, I think I've started to find out that me and you are not the, just the only ones that do this. And, oh, no. it, and it's not all just the guys either. I have now identified at least one lovely lady that was like, Oh, you know, I'm the one that brings the kit and I have all my stuff. I need my pan. I need, I need my cast iron skillet, yep. which is heavy to take. I'm like, yeah. guess you're not carrying that one up the stairs, but, <laughs> but tongs, salt and pepper, you yeah, know, cause your, your oil, these things aren't, yeah, your olive vinegar. Oil, you can't have some old rancid oil sitting no. there or just, or, or worse, like some Crisco. That's it. Like, man, how are we going to make Brussels sprouts? If we're going to do that <laughs> and we don't have a pan, but then we did, you know, you, you got to bring some of your own stuff. I and, almost, and it's a, it's kind of a pain, but it, I, it's fun too. I've started using a lot of the maiden knives. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. played with any of those. Um, I definitely know who you're talking about. And yeah. they sold this really beautiful, like, you know, chef's knife roll, like travel mm-hmm. kit. And I almost pulled the trigger on it for myself because I'm like, I, you know, I end up wrapping everything in kitchen towels and it's all really safe and well taken sure. care of. Yeah. But I'm like, I have designated one of my old kitchen knives as my travel knife now. Like, it yeah. doesn't live on my block or anything yeah. anymore. I'm like, I should just get a roll and like put my stuff in it, have it packed. And then yeah. like, that's just it. Ready to you go. But I mean, it is, you need to have, you need to have your, your knife, yeah. maybe a paring knife, a wine tool. Yes. Because you don't want to show up at a weekend in the, in the Smokies and nobody has a wine tool. Right. 
That's that's a that could be that's a problem because the wine tool also does have a beer cap opener right. in all of them. If you've never noticed one, you can get on the internet. They'll show it. To you. <laughs> it's there. So it is. It, it will open the wine. It'll open the beers, and you don't have to you know mess up a countertop or something to do that. Sure. So there, there's the, you. Yes, you got to have those things, and they are going. If we are driving somewhere, we're not flying somewhere. Yeah, they're going to be there. Yeah. There, and sometimes there might be something a little too much and that I don't even use. And, and, and I know, but then there's also plenty of times that I've had to drive to back over to Publix or back to, or go to find the local target because I didn't have something that, man, we need this. Dude, I've gotten it dialed into where my microplane comes with me. Microplane's like, I mean, in my bag. Like, there are certain yep. things that I just... I, I didn't know how far we were going to go, so I just... Oh, no, no, no. Yes, my microplane's in the bag. <laughs> my large slicing knife is in the bag. Because, yeah. like I said, tenderloin, uh, the big the big beef, you you really got to have got that to. knife. That that is, a, that is a necessary thing to get to get that done. Yeah, is that fussy? Is there... You know, the people that are... Some of these people are going to be like, yeah, whatever. A bunch of dorks doing this stuff. Like, yeah, but this if stuff... If you're going to do it... We're going to have to do it right. Yep. Got to do it right. And then I highly recommend getting uh, plastic uh, court containers. Uh, it's otherwise known as deli containers. Yes. Those things are great because you can store all kinds of things. They're reusable. But also, if you need to leave some of them, just throw them away, man. I get Let it go. I get abused over the amount of deli containers I have in our <laughs> Tupperware. I basically have converted our Tupperware cabinet to solely those for yeah. a lot of, especially like soups and everything. Absolutely. Oh my, God, my fridge is yeah. full of them right now. And you can send that. If if you made a whole bunch of soup, you want to give a quart to a friend, man, you don't need that quart back. They freeze well. Yeah, you they can freeze. do anything yeah. with them. And you don't need that quart back. It's fine. I, please do not bring me the quart back. I right. have a love affair with getting Chinese food, Especially soups are like pho to go. Yeah. So I can restock my Tupperwares. Yes. Out of and one of my favorite places, they put poke a little steam hole in yep. the top of their lid so that now I can't use the lid again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've run into that problem many a times. So, so yeah. Hey, it's a few bucks. You can jump on. Um, they, I think they even sell them at the GFS yeah. uh, store. So yeah. come on, man. You can get these things. They are very, very useful. Parchment paper for your to cover your pans. Very good thing to have too. Yep. That's that's going to save a lot of lot of heartache trying to scrape stuff. But yeah, man, all that stuff needs to come. Absolutely, salt, pepper, the spices. Man, we can't we can't do this without garlic powder. No, come on, no, we got to do it. And watch this fun little spin I'm going to do on this, sure. just to like tie it into the whole parenting piece a little bit, the fatherhood piece a little bit. You're teaching your kids to be prepared. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the Cub Scout way uh, or whatever. But also maybe maybe we kind of learned it too because uh, I never really traveled with a kit necessarily uh, before kids. Uh, but then as we had kids and, you know, my wife, you know, our first couple trips with our son <laughs> when he was an infant. Man, we we uh, we slept a lot of oh, stuff. Yeah, dude. I mean, car is loaded all of a sudden down. I was like, man, I am no longer a human being. I am a glorified mule. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to carry this stuff up, and I'm going to do it happily, and I'm not going to complain because that lady just did all the hard work. <laughs> I'm going to be over here carrying this stuff dutifully. But then also, I guess, kind of taught taught myself that it also well. There are things that we need from well, home. Why would and we, we should bring just all bring all stuff with us? Yeah, yeah. All I, all I had to do was just make one more trip with the cart, right? Up and you know to the parking garage and across the and up the elevator and the yeah. Okay, it is a lot of mess, <laughs> but it's worth it we, when you when you need to keep, when you need to cook king crab and you actually have the right pot so you can steam them properly, right? Because there's no 
there's no condo or Airbnb no. house that has that stuff there ready for no. them. They don't. They don't have a cutting board that's large enough for you to actually use. Nope. No. Yeah. My fish spatula yeah, always travels with us. I got it even this year. One. Our my like little omelet pan that I use for cooking the kids' eggs in every morning. It's uh, like yeah. that pan. I use the green green pan. We do. They're it's, fantastic. They're beautiful. They're they're very small. They are yeah, and I I, I think you talked about using towels. Yeah, you definitely wrap that thing in towels because mm-hmm. you, you cannot have it scuffed up and mm-hmm. messed up. And I bring my and another thing in my knife roll is my red handled uh, rubber bait spatula. Which yeah, the red handles in the commercial industry those are from ones that don't melt. Yeah, so they're they're heat, heat resistant. That thing is complete is so useful. It's not even funny, but it does the best with eggs. It doesn't scratch the pans, but then it's also usable if you're making uh, if you make make some brownies. You need to scrape everything out of there. Yep, that's it, it, a good as Alton Brown would say, a good multi tool. That's going to be completely useful. So it, yeah, yeah. It, why not? The last one that I will at least say for my side <laughs> because it is probably as important as everything else we've talked about. <laughs> we just said it twice. Is kitchen towels. Kitchen There's towel. never yeah. enough kitchen towels at a rental house. Absolutely not. And so if you, yeah, if you got down to what what would be the silliest thing that everybody else would look at you, it definitely would be kitchen towels. Yeah, and I don't just come with like one or two, like as many as we need. Yeah, and a lot of times I've even gotten out of where I'll go to Trader Joe's or Target and I'll just buy mm-hmm. a pack and I just leave them at the house. And it's like see, a, it's like a good karma thing. Like, see, this is another another uh, good uh, being at the brasserie, <sighs> being be, having access to commercial cleaning. Yep. We have a bunch of those towels. Yeah. We use, we, we, uh, and if Brian listens to this, he's going to lament this because we use way too many towels. <laughs> we use bags and bags of them a week and it costs him uh, way more than he wants to ever think about. But a few of those might be at my house yeah. as well. They, they now I, I, I use them. I wash them. I, I use them. But yes, I have, I have the white with the orange stripe yep. uh, kitchen towel, commercial t- kitchen towel at home. Yep. And use a lot of them. And they are semi-disposable in the way that if you cleaned up something really gross, man, just, just throw, throw it away. away. Yep. <laughs> Get rid of it. What? But picking up pans because they don't have pot holders. Everything. This, yeah. It, you, if you see me cooking or you see me at work, you will see one of those towels on, on, in, the, uh, in my back right-hand pocket of yep. my pants uh, every single time. Yep. Uh, same thing at a tailgate if I'm cooking there. Uh, you, you, I guarantee you it'll be there. There are certain things people just don't think about enough. And I swear yeah. it's, I'm, I've always have one on my shoulder. I normally have two or three run, you know, yeah. loose in the kitchen when I'm in there cooking, Absolutely. but I've always got one on my shoulder that I know is my like clean in your, you dry, your dry one. So you can yeah. pick up hot stuff. Yep. So there's little things that some people just don't know this. If you pick up a hot pan with a, with a wet towel, it is not good. That is bad. <laughs> it You're going to know bad. It quickly, <laughs> but yes, kitchen, kitchen towels. Hundred <laughs> percent. I don't know if you can put those on your registry uh, or put those as a uh, as a Christmas gift oh. wish list. But man, it, I get that, new ones. I get our yeah. new Williams and Sonoma ones from Michelle every year for Christmas <laughs> yeah. because she gives me such shit about how they get destroyed every year. And I'm like, they that's, are loved, yeah. and used. That is what they yeah. are. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should put on our Amazon stores, just commercial grade ones. Yeah. They're just cheap and we just send them all over the country. That's it. And everybody listens to this this podcast will dive in. We should <laughs> I will I am going to get Wake Dad Drink Repeat embroidered yes. cheap kitchen towels for that's, everyone. That's what we <laughs> all need. my guests, instead of hats, it'll just be a yeah. kitchen towel. Oh, but out. those will sell. <laughs> those will those will sell really well. I want my cut. Okay. <laughs> right? You're in. I'll give it to you. All right, man. Well, let's um I really enjoyed 
the holiday piece of this, the the cooking traditions and everything, and this mm-hmm. was a fun kind of different spin on a holiday episode for the show. So that was fun. Let's um, let's hit a couple of our rapid fire questions, okay? And then we'll uh, we'll get you out of here. Sure. First question to you: What is your your drink of choice? It can be alcoholic, non-alcoholic. What is, what is your your thing to sip on? Your go to? Uh, man, I drink a lot of water. Um, lots of water. Yeah. Um, I enjoy doing yoga and, um, and, uh, and then also working in the restaurant, you're on your feet all the time. I, I drink when people are like, Oh, I can't get to 64 ounces a day. I'm like, Oh man, I, I did that accidentally <laughs> hours ago earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, really in the end. Yeah. Getting, getting the, uh, the big, the big jug of water at, uh, at, at a whole foods or whatever, or having, Waters in my car, the uh, uh, very specific ones that I'll buy from everywhere, like right. uh, the alkaline ones from Costco, or or they're a liter. They're not terribly expensive. They're, I mean, yeah, uh, Topo Chicos. Uh, so getting to the fizzy waters, yeah, yeah, man. It really, in the end, um, I I I drink a lot of water. Have you tried? Um, you can get it at Whole Foods. Have you had Liquid Death yet? No, I know what you're talking. I think I had one just because I was going through it, but I was also like, I'm not going to spend that much money right. time on them. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a can out there. I'll, I'll give you when you, oh, you want. They, I'm, I'm getting ready to interview their um, like creative and marketing director yeah. on the show here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's but, brilliant. Um, I mean, the can and everything, but also I'm like worried that I'm going to be driving down the road. Somebody's somebody think pull that's you beer. right. <laughs> I will say though, as far as because I'm, I'm I'm picky about water too. It's one of those ones that like. I've gotten in a bad habit of I get one every time I go to Whole Foods now because yeah. it is yeah. it's good. Oh yeah, water. Well, like that, no, I know it is crisp. It is. It is. I, good I believe water. you. I know where the uh, the waters are at at Whole Foods. The uh, <laughs> the ones at Trader Joe's. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I might go the wrong way at Trader Joe's. So I hit the water first, and then you know shimmy my way back. Uh, you know, against the the death stairs from everybody for going the wrong way yeah. up the cheese aisle. You know, a, you can get I, hurt. That is one thing I really <laughs> missed during COVID. I'm a big fan of drinking, grabbing a water, and drinking it while walking through the grocery store. Oh yeah, I still do that. That the mask. COVID, COVID is, well, yeah, I guess there's some pragmatics with the mask. Yeah, right. that made it hard. Yeah. I, or at least I felt a little bit bad about it. <laughs> yeah, you can lift it up, do the thing, but no, that, that that's one that COVID's not going to get on me. I'm still going <laughs> to drink my water in the grocery store. Oh man! All right, next question to you: what's um what's the most important lesson you learned from your dad? Oh, sorry, I took a hard turn wow. on you on that one. So that's whew, that's a big, big, big question. Um. Because there really are so many um, lessons that you you gave from your from your parents in general, your dad specifically. Uh, but I would I would definitely have to say the thing that um, his ability to absolutely love us and and care about everything that's going on around us um, and all the people around him. Uh, very loving person and a very very interested in what, what everybody's doing and how they're doing. And, um, I guess now we call this empathy, um, <laughs> uh, is the, is the, the word that I think we liked is kind of more in vogue right now, but, um, his n- just natural empathy, um, is something that I definitely saw and definitely want to emulate and, uh, would love, man, would love to pass on, uh, to my son, but if it's a generational uh, trait, uh, uh, I definitely know that my dad has it. And I definitely know that my son already has that too. Um, hopefully it's, hopefully it's just a, 
just a Davidson trait, uh, that we all have that. That's a great answer, man. And I think something that, you know, I have had the privilege of knowing you for, you know, a good handful of years. And one of the reasons that early on with the podcast, I really wanted to have you on is you have this, like, just, you, you shine this, this love of being a dad and, and doing great stuff with your son and everything. So it's, it's, it's very visible through, you know, social media and just in talking with you and everything. Uh-huh. So, um, that's a, that's a, and, and just, from the you side of it, like you, you look like you've never met a stranger and some of that's, some of that's, you know, the job, but you, yeah. you, you have such a great, um, there's such a great just a- affect about you as a person when people get to talk with you and you're always very engaging and caring. So that's a, it definitely seems like something that you've learned well. Cool. Well, that's <laughs> a nice, that's, that's, that's a nice goal. compliment right there. That really is that, that does mean a lot, man. Yeah. That's I mean, a, you know, my family, you know, always wanted to have family, always wanted to have, you know, family like my dad, um, and my grandfather and my, my uncles and every, uh, a lot of, a lot of great men in my life that showed a lot of great, great ways and how to, how to be a dad and, uh, and how to take care of your family. Um, so yeah, that's something I've always wanted to do and have sure as can be, as the day is long have not been perfect at it. Sure. Nobody uh, is. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah, you can't, you can't be perfect at it, but your ability to, to know that, understand that, improve that, push it forward, make it better, whatever you got to do, man, you got to, you got to dive into some of those things and say, and it's not, it's not easy. Makes it uncomfortable. You know, we were just having a fun conversation until a second ago. Now we're like, <laughs> made you, made you dive in, <laughs> but, but man, you got to do that too. What's your favorite type of water to drink? How much do yeah. you love being a parent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, all, in, in, in the end you can probably draw some parallels. They're all, they're all in the same. No, you know, they, I, they are. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Well, I'll give you uh, I'll give you one more, a little bit of a give softball, me a, give me a softball, and then, then I'm gonna and then I'll hit you with one more good one. Okay. Um, what's uh, what's your, what's your favorite podcast to listen to? I, I don't Ooh. ask guests this normally. Podcast, I, yeah. Like, what do you um, listen to? There, oh, I, I definitely am an audiobook and podcast uh, person. Uh, so if you see me driving down the road, I'm probably um, I'm not. I might be talking to that <laughs> that <laughs> podcaster, uh, giving my opinions. Uh, but I've uh, definitely been listening to Rob Lowe lately. I think he's very That's good as far one. as like he does a great job of getting the interviewer in, really talking to that person about them and what's going on and really uh, extracting some some good, useful information. He also does it very concisely. Yeah. Uh, it's about an hour long. We I don't have to hear too much about what Rob might have been doing over the weekend. You know, some of these, especially if you got your buddies in there, you know, it gets some minutiae that just... Hey man, I really don't need. Yeah. Uh, so to that point, the 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 rewatchables on the uh, on uh, the Ringer Network, um, all about movies, rewatchable movies. Oh, so, cool! I haven't yeah, heard I mean, of that. One. Oh my gosh, there are over two hundred episodes, and uh, that's Bill Simmons and some of his guys. And like when they they were first figuring it out, like you can go back to the first ones, you're like, man, this is a little messy. But then they really have a good formula, and you know, so you you kind. Of, if it's even if it's a movie that you you definitely know and you definitely love, like super bad's on, you're yeah. like, man, this is gonna be great. And you probably already you're ready to go with the answers to the to the the categories and and you're gonna try to jump into them. Uh, but then right now, and it's a short one. Um, Band of Brothers has a podcast. I heard. Yeah. Uh, I've been yeah, dying to an get official into official one. one from HBO. Yeah, it's you know the twentieth marking the twentieth anniversary of. You know, one of the absolute all-time shows. Absolutely. Um, 
And so they, they've done a great job of having some of, uh, from Tom Hanks to Damian Lewis, uh, Ron Livingston, like all these guys, like, cool. I mean, just, they, they come in and they talk about each episode, um, and, uh, just some of the, the, the pragmatics of putting together this huge crazy suit. what they did. Yeah. I mean, they and basically made like 10 little movies or yeah. 10 movies. I mean, just, you know, how, how each of these guys like got, uh, how, you know, Donnie Wahlberg was great. Cause he was talking about how we got, uh, cast and then really getting to know hit the guy that he was portraying. Right. Like, cause some of these guys were not, were not dead at the time. Right. Um, so yeah, some of these guys really got to be like tight with, uh, yeah, he was Lieutenant Lipton. Lipton. Yeah. yeah. Carwood Lipton. Um, and he, yeah, he got to talk to, to Lieutenant Lipton and, yeah. and, and then, but also like really learned a lot from his family. And I'm going to mix some of them up because some of them died during production or right before production right. or right after. So, but yeah, that's a really cool one. It's really good. Um, I'm going to have to check that one yeah. out because I'm, of course, I'm stoked Mark, about the yeah. Mighty Eighth coming out. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, next year. Hopefully that'll, that'll get there. I think that one's been kind of a long time, long time coming. Um, which, you know, I've, I've listened to an audiobook on the eighth air, air force. Yeah. Wow. If you, if you, if you think it's a tough thing to go uh, wear a mask or to take a, <laughs> taking it a, a little, little, you know, take, take some stuff that wasn't very fun this year. <laughs> Perspective. Think, think about being the bubble turret guy underneath a, an airplane flying over a fortress. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll, that, that might change some, some of your ideas about whether it's a big deal or not to put a, put a mask on or yeah. something like that, you know, not, not get on to everybody. Um, but Mark Marin, uh, the WTF, uh, podcast, that's a long one that's been going on for years. And he's kind of, kind of the guy, not the guy that started podcasts, but definitely a guy that really showed Early the way on. on how this thing can really work yeah. and how it can be a really cool medium um, that, you know, you can, a way that you can really use the internet in a really cool way that some very specific things that we want to talk about and, and very, I mean, how many people are really going to ever listen to any specific uh, podcast? I don't know, but your eyes lit up when I said the rewatchables and told yeah. you what it was. Cause that's perfect. You're like that. I love movies. Yeah. I love all those, all those kind of movies. And like, and then having a way that these guys that know way too much about movies <laughs> and how, and like, and they can remember all the different names and the different, and they've, they've watched it and they've, and now they're, they're actually professionals at watching movies and now and then coming and telling us about it. Pretty cool way to, to, to get in. Oh. Cause I don't think you're going to get that at the local community college. No, you know, no, it absolutely is. We're very fortunate for the millions of podcasts that exist that people can pretty much find anything that they're yes. into. Make sure everybody likes rates and shares yes. their podcast. Right. Is yeah. That, is that, that's uh, it. I think I've heard that. That's, I've heard that, that's very important. To that's us. the line. I don't even have to say it. You did it for me. That's perfect. <laughs> so I got the legalese out of the way. I love it. I love it. Um, all right, man. Well, last, Last rapid fire to you, and I'll, sure. I'll, I'll. Well, this is one of my favorite ones to end on. But um, what's what's something that you've learned from Giffen? Oh my gosh, man! I've learned how definitely how to be more patient, but that's more. Oh man, what have I really just learned? It, it definitely it's somewhere in there with patience and. Um. And maybe that's just not the word that, I, that I'm trying to search for here, but the ability to just let things happen as they're going to happen. Um, can't, 
to teach them when they're ready to stand, stand back and let them get, do it. Yeah. Even when they're not ready. Um, yeah, just, uh, maybe it's even so not so much patience, but more flexibility. Well, I think like, anybody who's just a, letting it, letting some of the things play out, but being ready to give some perspective or some guidance on, on different things, but not be, don't be the helicopter parent, but at the same time, like don't let them run out into the street and get hit yeah. by a bus. I mean, you, you know, which, or, you know, when you see their, you know, their, their hurt feelings about something or, or when you, you see like your ability as a kid to get really frustrated about things that you probably shouldn't have gotten frustrated about and to be able to go to them and be like, Hey man, I know, I, I, I know where that comes from. Yeah. Maybe let, let me help you yeah. a little bit here. You know, that, that it's not the biggest deal. Let's not, let's not go over the top and let's let, let's, let's let some of these things just happen and, and be a little, you know, you know, maybe even resiliency is maybe, you know, just, yeah, maybe, maybe it's that, maybe it's just letting, letting things happen as they, as they will be in there ready for it. But, you know, but also letting, letting the, the, the path take us, you know, let's, let's go places. I think anybody that's a parent, which assuming most people who listen to this podcast are when you said patience, <laughs> knew exactly what you meant by that. Right. Because it's this all encompassing. I I was thinking as you were, as you were sharing that answer about when we used to ask guests, their definition of a today's dad, um, when we had Eric Baker on Mm -hmm. the first time, his definition was like a, like bumpers on a bowling lane. And it's so that, right. It's just, you're present, you're there, but you're not overpowering, but they know that they've kind of got you there to keep them in track yeah. and there to help put cool. back on path. And I, I always loved that. Uh, That's a good, good I reference that one it. a lot on here. Yeah. Cause, but also, you know, when do you take the bumpers down? Right. In right. Yeah. The, the game's not very, very fun. If you never, right. You never <laughs> but maybe life's not very fun. unless you spend some time in the gutter, <laughs> you know, maybe, that very well might be true. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, how do you, yeah, the, the, uh, of the, all the things that, that he's taught me and, and, and I've learned as a dad, yeah, being, being a little more resilient and, and taking that to him and, and, you know, you, you see these things happen, you want to react, you want, or you want to immediately, I mean, you're, you're the best interest is always there, sure. but how, how do you do that? Where, where's, the, which level do you need to go? When, when is it the right time to just, just let stay back when it, but or when is it, right to, to go right in there, man. And let's, let's get it immediately involved. When you write the handbook to that, will you let me have a copy of it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the all time. Yeah. The, the second, second bestseller of all time. Right. <laughs> if, yeah, if that, if you ever get those all right, because that's, that's a, that's a game. Absolutely. Well, Lance, man, thank you so much for, uh, for hopping on and doing this with me. It was fun to do an in-person interview. I haven't gotten to do one in a while, like I said, and, um, yeah. and I'm excited for, uh, for well, I've never be... actually done one. So this is, this is kind of fun to be, uh, so much, <clears throat> excuse me, so much into podcasts, but then to actually kind of do one. I'm sure listening to my own voice is going to be a little it's weird. weird. It's weird. <laughs> uh, okay. So forgive me if it takes me a minute to, uh, <laughs> to listen to it. Uh, but hopefully we'll also get some new, uh, followers for you too. Cause told, told a couple of people about it yesterday that I was doing it and they're like, well, cool. Uh, we definitely want to hear that. So yeah. maybe, maybe this helps a little bit too. And, and we can come back on at some other time. Yeah, and man. Talk about something else. Absolutely. No, I enjoyed it, brother. Well, cool, thanks, man. man. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you. Thanks again to my buddy Lance for joining me on the podcast this week. 
As always, you can find links to some of the stuff we talked about in this week's episode in our show notes or at wakedaddrinkrepeat.com. I hope you guys have a great week and I will catch you next Monday for a new episode. As always, remember to wake, dad, drink, repeat. Cheers, everyone. Wake, Dead, Drink, Repeat is part of the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. The show is produced and edited by me, Anthony Palmer. Thanks for tuning in.